0: The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorsman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times best-selling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. So, happy new year. This is our first. Uh, Meet the Mentor of the Year, and I'm excited to have a metal man here, Jake. Uh, Why do we do these? Well, every year for the last 16 years, we've had a phenomenal summer program called LEAP. LEAP is an entrepreneur leadership program that we do at UCLA. Here are the dates for this year, 2023. Uh, We will be July 16th to the 22nd at UCLA. And we bring in the most incredible speakers ever. And I mean, okay, get a load of this. Richard Branson, Paula Abdul, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Kathy Bates, Apollo Ono, Jim Quick, Michael Strahan, Jason Alexander, Usher. I mean, you name it. And basically, the idea is to teach students the skills that they need to be successful in life. And this year, I'm happy to say we are kind of bumping this Meet the Mentor up to a whole new level. And starting Friday, every other weekend, we are going to film this in, a, in an audience. Uh, well, we may have a live audience, but it will be actually be filmed in a big theater in Hollywood, um, owned and operated by the Salvation Army. So we'll Promote the Salvation Army and and donations to them. But I'm super excited. So we'll be filming that this Friday. um, And it should be pretty amazing. I have two awesome, awesome guests for uh, this week. One is Nick Stevens, the legendary agent. Uh, Many people say that the entourage uh, kind of made the Ari character about him. I don't know. But Nick is pretty amazing. And my daughter, Georgie who launched her own brand of clothing called All My Love. So we're super excited about that. But today we're gonna focus on Jake Rosenberg. He is the CEO of Crete. Um, after graduating from University of Pennsylvania with degrees in economics and math, Jake has been a successful serial entrepreneur with venture spanning software, investments, and fashion. Jake suffered a tragic ski accident in 2019, which left a huge scar on his face, actually on his nose, I'll have him show it to you. At the time he felt there wasn't a solution for him because the products that were found were either impractical or marketed to women or really didn't address his needs. From there, he learned every aspect of an e-commerce skincare business that he could, and he started to do product development uh, supply chain management, and digital marketing to build a brand with performance at the core and with simplistic design that would appeal to the modern man. Driven by the principle that everything that should take less than 30 seconds to use, Crete quickly became a profitable uh, company with its only flagship product called Hydrating Facial Serum. It now continues to innovate for its community, launching new products and integrating novel technologies into its male customer experience. Um, Without further ado, how are you, Jake?
1: I'm doing great. It's always always funny to hear hear someone read the little bios you write. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about all those things, you know, because every day to day it's just like, you know, what's today's task? But sometimes you forget the kind of journey until it's read by someone else in front of you. It's pretty hey it's pretty, real yeah. quickly how'd you come up with the name for your company um so it was kind of a, a combination of, of two different paths the first was I liked Greek sounding names Nike kith Nix. I like the K-R's, s's and T's of, of those and X's and so I I looked at a bunch of names of Greek gods and Greek cities and things like that and and I Somehow didn't come up with Crete during that. I, you know, Achilles skincare. I was like, I don't really like any of these. And then the the reason I started this was because because of my nose ac- uh, my nose scar from my ski accident. I needed concealer to hide the scar, and so I thought, okay, well, if I was gonna name concealer something like women have foundation, maybe I'll name it concrete. And then that became Crete. I was like, oh, that's a Greek sounding name with K's, R's, and T's. So it kind of just it kind of worked. Uh, we changed the C to a K. So it's K-R-E-T for, you know, ownership of the IP and not to confuse it with the actual Greek island. And that was it. That's funny. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I invented Zoom
0: tooth And the okay. name of our company was Discus Dental, D-I-S-C-U-S Dental. And the way that we came up with that name Everybody always thought it was like from a discus. I, I That's don't what I was thinking. There.
1: Yeah, like Greek. Right. Yeah.
0: But actually, the way we came up with it is my partner was a fish breeder. And his favorite fish was called a discus fish. Okay. And he just thought it sounded cool. Discus dental,
1: which it okay. did.
0: And so we rocked it.
1: The Greek names, there's something about them. They're just, they have like some sort of weight and like cultural weight and significance to them. They're clean sounding. They're not gendered. So like, it just works.
0: All right. So take me back to 2019. Um, You're skiing and you had this tragic accident.
1: Let's talk about that and
0: how that kind of inspired your company.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I've been skiing my whole life, never gotten hurt. You know, come close a couple times. You know, jump to a river. Other things, you know, that are not great. So you know, you kind of have this idea that you're invincible at a certain point, doing something for twenty something years. So you know, I'm at the end of the day. I'm skiing in. My ski hits some ice. It hits me in my nose, and and I get this injury. Um, you know, and it's pretty bad because I remember immediately when I got it. You know, there was enough. Uh, I'll keep it PG, but there was an, it was obvious that it was not going to be a good good thing for a while and i was going to need to you know go through some hardships as far as you know the health elements of it the confidence elements of it you can't really hide anything on your nose you know i i had to wear this thing in the sun for a year and a half because if you get sun on a scar it it changes colors in a different way so it actually becomes uh you know whiter and lighter so It was really tough to actually have to go out basically every day in Southern California where it's sunny wearing this. People looked at you differently. This was a time before like, you know, COVID masks now covering your face is like more socially acceptable. But at the time of this, people would give me looks like, what are you hiding? It was actually quite off-putting and bizarre. So I, you know, had to go to Sephora. I had to go to Ulta to get these products that could work. And like, I just didn't like that experience.
0: And you said, you know, what kind of products specifically were you looking for?
1: Um, Things that would like, like, I call it, we call it now heal and conceal. So, you know, things that would heal the scar and make it go in its own. Like right now you can't see it because it's, it's, I'll, I'll give a lean in. Like you can see a little bit of it. Yeah. It's not it was bad. It, it was terrible here and here, just completely, you know. A, a very prevalent line. So I wanted to heal it. And then the second part was, okay, once it's healed enough, how can I make it disappear? Now I don't have concealer on it, but we we developed concealer. If I put that on, you couldn't even tell if I leaned in. So those are the two main things, skin skincare, and then just concealer, not the rest of the cosmetics, not makeup and the other, other kind of dimensions of those.
0: So your first product though, is a hydrating facial serum. Yes. So how does that help with scars?
1: So the hyaluronic acid in that, and I actually learned chemistry and formulated it myself. You know, I'm, I'm in my office slash lab. Like this is one of the filling machines we originally used. So I, I was very ingredient focused because uh, when I would have to do microneedling and other procedures, the high the hyaluronic acid in the serums that were given to me were not only ridiculously expensive, but but they worked. And so they were scar reduction, they were general skin health. And I remember my mom just like saying, oh, can can I use it when you're, you know, it was like the kind I was getting was so concentrated from the, from the doctor. Can I use it when you're done with it? Because <laughs> she, you know, it was very hard to get it. And then I realized, wait, hyaluronic acid is just a, a powder you mix with water and it gels. Like, why is it seen as this like impossible to use ingredient? So that's when I started formulating it with myself. So the serum was actually... um the real thing that helped the scar reduce the concealer. Also, we had to work with an outside manufacturing company, which took a little longer to develop. So tell me what
0: the, uh, the, the benefits, the features and benefits are of the hydrating facial serum.
1: Um, dry skin will just disappear. That's the first thing. So, so hyaluronic acid holds 500 to 1000 times its molecular weight in water. And the molecular weight is called Daltons. So we use a high molecular weight. So it's just, you put it on your face and it's like, on our website, everything, you can see the before and afters. People have dry skin, it goes away. So eczema, dry skin, things of that nature. A lot of people who use Accutane love it um, because they get just, you know, some of them get very severe, like, you know, dryness from an internal systemic medication they're taking. And so, you know, to help with that. Um, for older demographics, we sell to, uh, we have a lot of anti-aging ingredients, green tea extract, apple stem cell extract from Switzerland. So we've had a lot of people report, uh, fine lines and wrinkles, reducing skin tone, balancing redness patches, reducing. So we really made it so that it's the one go-to product. If you just want better skin quality overall, and then signs of aging and dry skin are, you know, tackled. And, and how does it help specifically with scarring? So scarring, it, um, it helps with the healing process of scarring. It's once a scar is formed, it's pretty difficult to truly reduce it without some sort of other pro- like uh, procedure like microneedling or V-beaming. And those can get very expensive. But if you can do microneedling like I did, it reopens the, you know, the wound. And so then in the healing process, you use hyaluronic acid and it helps to hydrate and heal that. Additionally, um, you know, something, things like Green tea extract and, and they have antioxidants, they have great nutrients and anti inflammatory effects. Um, scars are hard. It's, you know, we, we can't even make a lot of claims about them because then it kind of crosses into a different regulatory group of products. So we don't really advertise about scars. I, it just worked on mine. That's what I can say.
0: Yeah. No, it's great. So tell me, how many products do
1: you actually have now? We have two, which are the hydrating facial serum. And the hydrating body serum. And they're different formulas. They're they're somewhat similar. They both use hyaluronic acid. The body serum we made, you know, a little thinner to slip better slip so it spreads on more. It's it's odorless. So it works with like a cologne or a deodorant you're using. And then we have about six or seven products in development. Um I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to the products we we launch. I need them to be the the best. They can't be like a B plus. They need to be like they need to put A plus products to shame. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why our return rate is like less than 1%. Like nobody returns our stuff because once they buy it, they just, we want a customer for life. It's one of the advantages of the male demographic, too, is uh, brand loyalty is significantly higher. And
0: tell me how you're selling it now.
1: We're entirely direct consumer. We're doing Instagram and Facebook ads, we do TikTok organic, and we're about to launch TikTok ads. Amazon, we're launching in a week or two. Um, Google ads, we're doing in a month. We just started working with some influencers. But for the most part, it's paid and organic. uh, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah.
0: And how long have you guys been on the market now?
1: Year and a half. You know, started the company in 2019. Then the pandemic hit and lockdown, So we couldn't even source components because, you know, these things were being used for the, the bottles and pumps are being used for um, hand sanitizer. So they were just sold out globally for like a year and a half. So we were ready to go. Probably. I think we started selling early last year. Well, I guess it's now 2023. So early 2021, we started selling. So about a year and a half. Okay. So take me through the whole process. So, uh, you know, you had the ski
0: accident. You know, you kind of quickly realize that there really weren't great products out there for you. Mm-hmm. And then you start this company. So if I were a student watching this and I had a great idea for some revolutionary new skin product or something, kind of give me the steps I need to follow to
1: get to where you are now. So sure. I could be selling. The first was I didn't jump into this by accident. It's my, you know, it's my Fourth business and so i really looked at the business model and like what does this actual business entail because you know while software is was was my main business for years physical products have to you have to manufacture them you have to fulfill them you have to take you know customer feedback and get returns there's a lot more logistics and operations that come into the but when you look at skincare you know this we sell for 39 dollars This costs $3 and 50 cents to ship anywhere in the country with first class mail. It's easy to fulfill. It's low regulation. There's a low return rate. There's a high repeat customer rate because people use it up. If I buy a t-shirt from a company, I don't use it up in a month, but if I buy this, you use it up. People are going to buy again. So the actual business that you're going to go into, you want to make sure has a lot of just like key components to setting you up for success. Is it a growing market? Are you a growing niche in a growing market, et cetera? But yeah, then as far as actually starting this, I mean, I learned chemistry so I could make sure I formulated our first couple of products. And and in the formulation of those products, we saved a huge amount of money and time. You know, I, I learned contracts so I could make sure we set up our LLC correctly and had our operating agreement correctly and did our manufacturing agreements correctly. All of those things saved so much time and money that I was able to actually see if the business was successful before investing a lot of capital or, or trying to raise outside capital, which I still am self-funding it today. And are you the only employee or do you have more? I'm not even sure. I'm technically an employee, um, legally speaking. Well, I don't know. I won't, I won't go into the AB5 and all that stuff in California, but um, no, we have a team of six or seven people who work a lot. I have a lot of people working for vesting equity because then they it, it aligns incentives. Um, you want people who are all in who are going to bring you what I call good surprises. you know if someone has equity they'll they'll show up on a Monday and be like, hey, I had this idea over the weekend and I just kind of did it. What do you think? And you're like, oh, that's great. you know that being an entrepreneur is constantly putting out fires and figuring out direction. So if you have people who are vested in giving you good surprises, it's great. But yeah, it's uh, the team builds up slowly. I hired people very slowly. They need to be excellent. They need to be able to manage themselves. They need to not need me to babysit them, or else I just become a middle manager more than kind of the person with the vision of the company.
0: So, how have sales been?
1: Uh, excellent. We've been growing month over month like crazy. Uh, Black Friday, we Black Friday, we did more sales that are Uh, not more. We did like 85% of the sales as entire month of January last year. Wow! So we grew 10 to 12 X, I think in revenue, and that was starting smaller, but we grew, we grew a lot, which, you know, it still was with the one product because we just launched a second product on black Friday. So we were a one, a profitable one product company with, you know, four or five people. Now I grew a lot more now more channels, more products. So it's going to get a lot more complicated, but, um, Yeah, the sales are great. The nice thing about direct to consumer is uh, the bad thing is that everybody can do it. Everybody can just run ads on any of these platforms. The good thing is you control the entire customer experience. So if you have a profitable thing, you put a dollar in, you get two out, run way more ads and get more inventory. It's that you don't need to negotiate an agreement with Target to get more shelves. You talk to the customer. So run more ads, get more inventory. It's there's no barriers to, to scaling once you hit a certain amount of efficiency. Cool. Talk to me about the new products that are coming out. So I like to do products that not only work for, I would say 80 plus percent of people. So that's, we don't want to do an oil serum because oil can cause you know acne in people. So we did a, a, a hydrating facial serum that's water-based. Um, so the next couple of products kind of have that same ethos. Again, they need to be, you need to use them in 30 seconds or less. So you're not stuck in the bathroom because guys like that. Um, So there's going to be a moisturizing SPF 30 or 35. We're figuring out the exact level because daily sun protection is important. We're debating whether or not we want to do a deodorant. To be honest, the numbers behind deodorant from a financial perspective are not great. You can't sell them for that much. So, you know, we don't know exactly if we want to do that. Um, facial cleanser that's non-soap based is a huge one. An eye stick for guys in their thirties onwards who start getting really tired looking all the time. I know I need one of those, um, body wash, potentially shampoo, you know, kind of rounding out the, the, okay, creates my one-stop shop for like high level essentials for skincare. Cool. Cool. Uh
0: Um. so talk to me about your biggest challenge in creating this company and how you overcame it.
1: Yeah, the biggest challenge, it's one that I don't hear entrepreneurs talk about enough. And it's figuring out what direction you're supposed to go. Because I can do anything. I can say, let's go run ads on, on, on Reddit Or I could choose any platform on earth. How do I know what platform to do? How do I know what ads to run? How do I know who to hire? How do I know what products to develop? It's really trying to figure out what is the next day, week, month, year, the, the projection and who do I need to hire? How do I make that economically viable? How do I figure out the operations of it? So That's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs don't talk about is how do you figure out what to do? They talk about a lot, how to do it when you figure that out, you know, you know how to hire, hire, uh, hire, slow, fire, fast, or do everything yourself. So you save money or don't raise outside money in this, whatever, but they don't talk about like, okay, let's say you raise money. What do you do with that money? What do you specifically do? And so that's been the biggest challenge. I mean, I've been doing this since I was, you know, for over 10 years. So I am I would say I'm pretty decent at it, but yet yeah, it's, it's difficult to know like where you put your time, your money, your effort. And how do you figure that out? Um, there's kind of a formula in my head of what delivers value and how much and how fast. For instance, the developing of, let's say our next five, six products, they're not gonna be ready for six to nine months, right? So how do I prioritize that? Versus sending an email that might do something good today or tomorrow. Well, I have to do both, essentially, right? So I kind of put things on a when are they going to deliver value? How much effort does it take, and how much value are they going to deliver? Having five more products is going to transform the company. Okay, that's something that's going to take a while, but I obviously need to put a certain amount of time in a week to making that happen. But I also can't ignore that we need products in it tomorrow to sell. Like we we need we're making twenty thousand more of these, you know, next week. I need to make sure that contract is good to go. So, you know, always do things that deliver the most value the fastest. And then you kind of go out from there. And so you just have to keep in mind, like if something's going to deliver me 10 value units and take 10 hours, or something's going to deliver me 10 value units to take 20 hours, do the 10 hour one first because you get more value for your time. And so it's, you know, it's a little bit of an amorphous idea. It's, you know, that combined with like, you know, lean practices of testing a lot of stuff and being able to change direction, but it's it's a hard mindset to have, and it can kind of drive you crazy a little bit because you end up working on six things at once. And yeah,
0: I got it. I got it. Hey, if any students want to um, get a hold of you or actually purchase your product, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yes, our website is Crete, K-R-E-T-E dot club. And we we did something a little crazy where we basically offer the first bottle for six bucks with free shipping instead of thirty nine. If you subscribe and you can cancel like anytime. so you can cancel even before the second bottle comes for thirty bucks because we know that like once someone buys it, they love it. They stick with it forever. We have like an insane retention rate. But yeah, then then on the other hand, if you want to reach me, I'm just jake at create.club. And yeah, I mean, I've mentored so many people, tutored so many people. So I always answer questions. We're an open book. It's like, uh, you know, it's a principle I learned when I was younger, entrepreneur. It's like my, nothing I'm saying is reinventing the wheel. It's just I wish someone had just told me a couple of these lessons earlier. I would have probably skipped a lot of hardship, money, wasted, whatever. So, you know, I'm here for whoever has any questions
0: that's exactly why we do leap and i'll tell you what i would love to do with you jake we have a part of leap called 20 minutes of wisdom where we basically will have a one hour block and we'll have three speakers each speak and present on a company that they formed with mm-hmm. you know slides and bells and whistles and all that so i'm going to have james contact you and see if we could get you you live in la right i do yeah, I'm going to have James contact you and see if we could get you a leap and do a 20 minute segment. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. All right. Hey, Jake, great interview. Thank you so much for your information. You guys, if you want to get his hydrating facial serum, go to crete.club and, um, and try it out. Six bucks. You can't go wrong,
1: right? Nope. Not, not honestly. It's the best formula on earth. I just, I know because I made it. It's not an accident. It'll work for whatever you have.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to try it. So awesome. also, you'll see. Uh, I'll have an order in today. All right.
1: Awesome. All
0: right. Thank you so much. Hey, Dr. Bill. Over and Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.